I, I love how Candy had to cup her boob to show Flyboy. <laughs> my boobs are so huge, dude. You know this. You've seen my boobs. Well, not all of them. Oh, no, 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 no. Sean, Sean, Sean. I have not seen her boobs. I have not seen her for most of us here. Uh, tonight we have Erica Wright. Don't be embarrassed. Crying's nothing. Remember when Trevor Stubblefield pantsed me in front of the whole auditorium? <laughs> Rad, the cinema junkie Antiquetta. Yeah, and I barfed on Steve Slavitt after the 12-minute run. <laughs> <laughs> Dave German. No, we're all dead. Welcome to heaven. and we have a special guest tonight we have Lindsay. hi Lindsay. hi i'm Lindsay from behind the screens and isn't it about time we put a purple streak in your hair (laughs) (laughs) oh that's a good one there's some there's some interesting hair in this film (laughs) a lot of interesting hair well it was the Um, 80s 80s hair baby I was trying to have hair like that in the 80s, but we oh, all know Oh, shit. Story. Every girl I went to the prom with had hair like that. Every one of them. Yeah, my hair has been like this since birth. It's just straight. It won't get big. We know that story. Can, um, I, can I just say that my my favorite is the, the one that has, like, the camera Diaz something about Mary? Yeah. Yeah, her hair was, like, a whole is, can of mousse and really fucked up. Like, is absolute that zero. Cum? <laughs> is that hair gel? And it, it kind of reminded me of the MST3K riff from uh, Leech Woman. She looked like she backed up over her own hair. That's what I think of. But I'm all about the mystery science theater. So, you know. Uh, I'm going to hijack the topic for just a second. The night that we're recording this is February 4th, which is George Romero's birthday. He um, passed away in 2017 and uh, sorely missed in the horror community the horror world if it wasn't for george i would not be the horror fan that i am um he shaped my taste in horror it was my first important 
experience with horror was Night of Living Dead, and I just he's my favorite above all, and I just wanted to pay tribute to George. Um, anybody want to say anything about George? Oh, George. Like, I'll, I'll take it because just because Night of the Living Dead is one of the earliest horror-related things that I got into as a young kid. You know, so it came out in, what '69, so I was four, but I probably 68. saw it when I was. 68. So I probably saw it when I was like eight or nine. And I, I'm just trying to I wish I could go back and watch eight year old me watch that movie for the first time. You oh, know? Yeah. And then watch my parents watch eight year old me watch it for the first time. And be like, <laughs> OK, we need to put aside some money for therapy because this fucking did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah, George Romero has affected me um, more than any other horror uh, director um, ever. It's just because I think I came along at the right time. Yes. And, and, it's, and he's always, yeah, he's in my heart. It's just everything. I could watch Dawn of the Dead in an endless loop. Day of the Dead, too. And all I mean, of them, all actually. Of them. Night, all night, Dawn and Day, just in an endless loop, and I'd be happy. Oh, we yeah. can work in some other titles sometimes, but yeah, the, the, yeah. the, yeah, the big unholy three, the, trinity. The big the three. Dead. Yeah. 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 yeah, I gotta, I gotta agree. Yeah. That, um, I, uh, I remember my mom, she bought me, um, like uh, they used to be like a discount store and they sold like two dollar tapes. And one of them was a, a copy of uh, Night of the Living Dead for like one ninety nine. And she bought me and I watched that tape religiously, like yeah. almost like every day. Like, you know, uh, to the, to this day, uh, Ben is my all time favorite horror movie character. Yeah, you know, he's I, so I, I amazing. Yeah, and, and we discussed that on the the Night of the Living Dead remake. As much as I love Tony Todd in the role, like Dwayne Jones is just, yeah. you know, and to think I don't know that if you, you saw know, my tribute on Instagram to him the uh, just yesterday, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like what George did for the horror genre with that one film, mm-hmm. you know, it, the horror was never the same after that, you know, so you definitely got to give it to him for that. And like, you know, over the, over the the years, you know, just as many classic films as he made, not just Dawn and Day, but Creepshow. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, of course, you know, my personal favorite, Martin. Yes. Um, I, we'll I, be talking I, about Martin soon. Yeah, I know. I, and I can't wait. I absolutely adore Martin. Um, the Dark Half, which I'm a big fan of, you know, and George is just, yeah, George is just, you know, he was dying again. Yeah, like George is what I call the the four horsemen of horror, you know, him, <laughs> Craven, Hooper, and Carpenter, and it's a shame that, uh, you know, only Carpenter is left, you know, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, we got to protect John Carpenter at all costs. Yes, yeah. he's a <laughs> <national> treasure. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, George, uh, George, you know, left a hole in the, in the horror community when he left that could never be replaced, and uh, God bless that man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah. Just... His his passing, his passing stung us pretty hard because the year that he oh. passed was the year that we had Hawk tickets Rod. to Horror Hound, and he was oh. going to be there, and so that, that was, was Days the of one, the Dead. That was where or Days of the Dead. Yeah, all those autographs on our John Dead poster, not that one that's behind you, mm-hmm. but the one that's in the living room with all the autographs. Yeah. Yeah, and it and it hurt, man. I mean, it was like we were. That was the one thing we were looking forward to. Mm-hmm. It was so depressing too. I mean, just like hit you in the chest, and everybody was sad, and it was like I was that close. But whatever, it wasn't meant to be. But you know, George's impacts on my life, my taste, my artistry and horror. Mm-hmm. It, it can't be erased, you know. Yeah, I'm really grateful I got to meet him a couple years before he passed. So, um, seemed like a really genuinely kind, cool guy, and I'm glad Very I had... humble guy. Yeah. Working man's horror director, you know, as we talked about in our, our uh, 
we've we've done the big three Romero films. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, um, Lindsay, are you are you a Romero fan? I think it can can never be understated like what he did for the genre, what he did for zombie movies, and I think for a long, long, long time he'll be someone that gets talked about by film fans, by film students for what he did for the genre. So very influential person. Oh yeah. To me he was he was really my first taste of horror. And ever since then it just shaped how I look at horror. You know, and yeah. I hit some comedy, but he also was serious and he really loved sticking it to the man. He hated authority. And I'm so punk rock, you know, like I'm like that. Like, yeah, fuck you guys. You're not the boss of me. Fuck authority. Fuck your fucking organized bullshit. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And that's why this podcast has no rules. Because I still have that Romero <laughs> philosophy. Like, you know what? I'm not going to tell people how the fuck I'm going to do something. Anyway. So, on that note, um, let's jump into the gate. Uh, and I'm going to let Lindsay start us off. What would you like to say about the gate? What do you think about this film? Um, so, like, every time I watch this film, I, I just always think, like, the 80s is, was, and always will be that bitch when it comes to filmmaking and, like, <laughs> this type of film, especially as well, like, that's about kids and it's, like, it's kind of family-friendly as well, but there's just, like, I can't think of another decade that does it well. I can't think of anything in the 21st century that is similar to something like this. So that's one thing I really love about this film. Um, what I love about this film as well that is that it's a cult classic as well. Like I think a lot of people when they think of the 80s, like maybe think about the Goonies or the Gremlins or something like that. And it's just like this is actually like a really underrated gem that I don't understand why it's not spoken about in the same way as things like Goonies and Gremlins. Um, because it's just as good. The three kid cast members um who take the leads are amazing um it's like a first show for Stephen Dorff he <laughs> plays it so well um this this little kid when I'm watching it he just looks like he has the weight of the world on his shoulders the whole time and I'm just like oh pleasure me cotton socks I just want to give me a wee cuddle um but he does it so well and I think um all the kids play off each other really well um, I love the brother-sister relationship. That, yeah, so uh, cute. It is so cute. Um, and I like as well how I feel like in a lot of like 80s films, I may be thinking like Ferris Bueller, like the older sister character is like a bit of a bitch. Whereas mm-hmm. Al is actually like a great big sister throughout this whole film. And I think that's really nice to see because... Like, I don't think we should be putting those negative uh, stereotypes on girls or sisters. Um, And I think that um, these two, Glenn, (laughs) completely blanked there. I think (laughs) Glenn and Al have such a great relationship. So I thought that was really nice to see on film as well. Um, Yeah, that's all I could think of right now. (laughs) Oh, you'll think of more, but that, that's yeah. a really good start. And if I can just uh, throw out something um, really quick, because I'm, I'm just going to hijack for a sec again. Um, I'm going to throw the gauntlet out, and you guys can retort 
however you want. This came out the same year as the Monster Squad. And anybody who listens to the show or all of you guys know how I feel about the Monster Squad. I think this is a superior film um, for kids. You know, like, it, as an intro to horror, I think it's got better effects. I think it's just more engaging. It does have some horror aspects that are actually a little disturbing to it. I definitely agree with you there, Candy. Um as much as I love the Monster Squad, you know me and you have had that battle many, many times. Always have that battle <laughs> about the, the the Monster Squad. I definitely do uh, agree with you that um, the Gate is the superior film. To, to, I'm going to throw the gauntlet out there, the hottest take, and I actually I was saying it yesterday because I was talking about it because we were discussing that that I was going to uh, talk about it on this episode. I actually um, like this more than Poltergeist. Hmm. I yeah. can see your argument there. Yeah. Like, like it is kind of like a little kid, like Goonies, Poltergeist, you know, kind of thing. Maybe like, like little kid, Evil Dead kind of thing. I always looked at it, but mm-hmm. it, it is, it is definitely like a film where it has a lot of heart to it. Like you know, mm-hmm. like it, it is one of those horror films where it's just like, uh, and I've I've talked about this numerous times, but. Thank God I get to, you know, actually discuss it, you know, with people who understand what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, what? What is that? What is that movie? What, what are you talking about? But the the gate is one of those films. Like, I, I know I've talked about this before. Matter of fact, on the the first season of this show, um, I was thinking of that. Like, you really had a long speech about this. Yeah, yeah. That that was the the episode. That was the episode where you flat left me. The, you skipped over me, remember? <laughs> Way back in the first season. But um, I was new. No, 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 it was fine. It was, it was fine. It was fine. Uh, you got interrupted and uh, you completely lost track. And then uh, I got, I got forgotten to talk about the gate. But uh, it was fine because was fucking somebody up. So it, it, you did talk about the gate, and then you went on forever. So we made up for it. Yeah, yeah, I went on forever. So that's that's why I was excited to talk about this episode. To talk about this episode. <laughs> Nobody listens um, to season one anyway, so it's okay. But yeah, like it, it's one of those episodes. Uh, one of those movies where. You know, you have this kid, you know, he's he's basically like, you know, a child at the beginning of it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and like he basically at a young age, he like, you know, and through the situation, he has to figure out how to be a man, you know, mm-hmm. and that's conveyed like, you know, like you could take that as being insensitive, like, oh, this kid having to be grown up, you know, but they, they handle it so well. And like, you know, they convey emotion so well, you know, the fact that he feels abandoned by his sister, mm-hmm. you know. Also with the 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 the, the character friend uh, of his friend Terry played by <laughs> Luke Strip, you know he feels abandoned by his mother through the death of his mother. You know his father's never there. You know stuff and to deal with those heady themes, you know with death, you know it's it really striking. You know to have that in a basically like a children's film, even though this this fucking movie gets really heavy you know yeah it does and the horror department he really he literally rips his father's face open well you know the demon (laughs) version of his father's face (laughs) like uh but yeah like there's so many great things to talk about this movie you know it's just the i i I literally was gonna say to candy i was like you could just let me fucking give me the whole floor and i knew you could like filibuster this film i knew you could Mm-hmm. I, right, I but that. like you know, there's so many people that want to talk about it, so I won't uh, take the floor. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just like you know, it's what like it was my first real horror obsession. It was the first film that like the horror movie I became obsessed with. Like I watched this film a lot, a whole fucking lot. <sighs> like to the point where like my parents were like, uh, 
son, watch something else, please. <laughs> like, I, I like I, I remember um I was watching the movie and like what happened was my grandmother lived downstairs and she had an idea to try to build a pond in the backyard. And like I, I literally thought by watching the movie I opened the gate. And then uh <laughs> So like I was I was like trying to like watch the, I tried to watch the movie to figure out how to close it and then my parents my parents love to tell the stories like oh you went back there you tried to open the gate why the fuck would I try to open the gate mom and pop why would I do that like <laughs> did you see what happened in the movie why would I open it and besides my God bless my grandmother but she was a real cranky old lady and uh, she didn't allow us back in the, in the, in the backyard so how the hell was I gonna have enough time to dig the gate open in in, in the dirt to try to make the gate. If she didn't even want me back there anywhere uh, for 30 seconds. So figure that one out. Chinese riddle <laughs> for you, mom and dad. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give up the floor for a second. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, uh, Sean, I believe you're next. So, I mean, I've, I've got to echo, you know, Rob's sentiment. Like, everything about me being 10. And I... I I think I caught this. I don't think this was a, a video store rental. I think I caught this on HBO mm-hmm. and it was one of those like, you know, late night showings. Um, and just everything about this movie reminds me of being a kid. And we, I had watched this so many times growing up. And then of course I got into my late teens, early twenties and totally, I don't want to say forgot about it, but it just kind of slipped under the radar so when we decided, you know, on Rob's suggestion to do this film, it like reinvigorated that that joy that I had as a as a kid and going back and rewatching it. And I was blown away. There are so many films that I remember watching when I was a kid that didn't withstand the test of time. And mm-hmm. one of those to me was Monster Squad. And, you know, I don't hate it. But it's just one of those films that, as a kid, I loved it, and I went back and I watched it, and I'm like, eh, I don't really see what you know what it was. You know, this film takes itself seriously. Um, it's very well done. The special effects in it are amazing. They they hold the test of time. Um, and yes, yes. It, and and I gotta say, like, I always wanted to be Terry. Like there was something about Terry that like I wanted to be him. I mean, the kid, I, you know, I mean, I wore glasses. I was kind of a dweeb. And, you know, here's this kid who's got like, you know, he's got all these metal records and these metal T-shirts and, you know, like the sleeveless jean jacket. And like that was, you know, that's who I wanted to be. But I, you know, I was a dork and, you know, I could never be that. But (laughs) But yeah, I think, you know, with the special effects and everything, the the claymation and the the visual effects that, you know, that they did were ahead of their time. Yeah, mm-hmm. if if I, if I may interject, um <laughs> that 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 one shot, the we're we're getting ahead of ourselves, but that one shot where the workman falls on the floor and mm-hmm. spills into a bunch of minions, dude. Yes. I, I I don't care how old this movie is. That scene is one of that moment right there is one of the best special effects shots I ever fucking seen. That scene is amazing how they accomplished that. It's absolutely glorious special effect. 
And that would def- that one would definitely stand the test of time. To this day and shit, it's still fucking absolutely impressive. Like, you know, I don't care. Like, it, like it's better than any CGI. I don't care what the fucking Avengers and uh, all that stuff and all that <laughs> shit they be doing. That, 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 that shot is incredible. Absolutely. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that scene and, and when, you know, the, the, the dad's face kind of melts and falls apart. Mm-hmm. And probably my favorite scene, which, you know, isn't – I'm Gorehound. I love the effects, but the eyeball in the hand. Like, oh, yeah. I absolutely love that. I just – I mean, it just – it's so cool. Mm-hmm. And I remember as a kid seeing that, and I was like, oh, my God, that's so <laughs> creepy. But uh, Erica? Having rewatched it uh, just this past Monday, um, it's still not a particular favorite of mine. I do appreciate um, some things about it a bit more than when I first saw it. Um, like Rob was saying, the special effects and the fact they're practical effects—they, uh, you know, they accomplish some really amazing things with that. Um, so I did appreciate that aspect, and I also um, agree with what uh, Rob and Candy pointed out about it. Um, being a superior film to Monster Squad, and I would also agree with Rob that I think it's better than Poltergeist, but I'm in a minority for not particularly liking Poltergeist, so, I mean, I'm, like, an, an oddball for that, but, yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good, it's all good, it's all good. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I particularly love Poltergeist, um, but uh, I, I understand how you, uh, like, it's just like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> You, you know how I think about movies. It's like it has to be really gory and extreme and over the top violent. <laughs> yeah, it has to be fucked up. Actually. <laughs> Although, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, though, like if, if I were to have seen The Gate as a, a kid or a preteen, uh, you know, kid, I think I, it would be um, a lot higher ranking for me. I'd probably have a lot of nostalgia for it because that would be like one of the coolest things I could have seen at that age. Most definitely, most definitely. I, I I have a story. I have a story about that, but I'll, I'll save it for uh, so everybody can get their turn. Um, yeah. Who was next? Who was next? Was it Lindsay or was it Dave? Yeah, yeah, I think it was Lindsay. All right, go ahead, Lindsay. I just wanted to echo something that Robert said earlier about the uh, themes, and I really thought that the performances of the were really mature. Um, that Glenn's character is. You know, he has gone through the journey of growing up and he behaves very maturely. He's really sensitive, he's brave, and um, I think that's really is something important to highlight in more of a kid's film. And it also reminded me of something as well, back to what I was saying about how the 80s just does it better. And I remember my uncle saying something to me when I was watching some crappy Mary Kate and Ashley film when I was younger. And he was just like, in the 80s, there were proper actors. It wasn't any of this nonsense that you're watching. And I think it wasn't really until I watched The Gate that I kind of got like what he was talking about because like, these kids are properly acting in this film and they do a really good Yeah, I, I definitely agree that, uh, especially Stephen Dorff. Um, Stephen Dorff uh, is just mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic, you know. I mean, he's a fantastic. He remained a fantastic actor throughout his uh his career. Like that show that he had on Channel Five for uh, you know, for the, that that whole season, he was fantastic in it. And of course, you know, people probably primarily know him as the the villain from Blade. Oh, he now. was so hot in that. Oh my god, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> frost. Yeah. Except to, except that gross part at the end. I was like, oh, he's so hot now. Like uh, he said, you got, you got, you, you, you don't understand. This guy's a bad motherfucker, man. Like yeah, the way he throws his sword in the air and he catches everybody. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Dave. Sorry, Dave. I was talking. <laughs> the thing about this movie that that struck me watching it today was how it starts off like we talked about Poltergeist. It's like this lightweight, like you think it's going to be this kind of cute little comedy. You know, with some kids and some cute little supernatural stuff. And then by the end of it, like Rob said, he's tearing his father's face apart with his bare hands. You know, it's a, this yeah. movie takes us, it, it, we, it makes us think it's going to take us one place. And it takes mm-hmm. us into a, a totally different place, like these sh- shooting rockets into some demon's abdomen by the end. And I really appreciated that. It, it doesn't, it's not what you expected if you only watched the first 30 minutes. It takes you into someplace totally different which I always dig in a, in a film that's going to surprise me, take me someplace I didn't expect it to take me. True. Okay. Um, I would like to say a couple things. First of all, um, I know we talk a lot about, uh, well, I've spoken a lot in my, that's what I do, but um, I've spoken a lot about like my highbrow, like everybody was watching, you know, Poltergeist and, Monster Squad, and I was watching the real shit. My mom was like, Exorcist, you got to see No Living Dead and Day of the Dead and Dawn of the Dead, which of course are still my favorites. But uh, yeah, I mean, but this film, like, it actually was age appropriate, you know, as far, I mean, whatever your views on horror are, that's a whole different issue. But, you know, like, it, it was kids, you know, sort of my age, and, uh, I really liked it, and that was surprising to me because I, I thought I was so much better than that. Like, I, w- I don't need to watch children. I want to watch adults struggle with adult issues. And, you know, <laughs> I always thought I was so mature or whatever. But this film entertained me. I watched it over and over and over again. Thank God for video stars, as you guys know, mom and pop. But um, I wanted to take this moment. Um, you, I, I always do little previews on our Twitter um, as you guys know, I run our Twitter account. We're almost at 2,800 followers. So thank you guys for following out there listening. Um, but this this movie had the biggest response to any film that I've ever announced. And I wanted mm. to read some of people's comments on our Twitter feed for this film. Um, this is at Tombscape. He said, just rewatched it. Incredible pre-CGI effects. Great story. Might be too tame for some, but it's a good entry-level horror for children and chickens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, then we also have Vanderkalm, at Vanderkalm on Twitter. I watched it within the last year, and I was really surprised how much I liked it. Has the same director as the fantastic I, Madman. He brings far more directorial attention than you'd expect for an 80s B picture. Um, we have... This guy who was clearly a huge fan. I wish I could show you my um, phone screen that you could see, but he's got a the gate shirt on with the mm. the, the classic poster. Um, clearly a huge fan. And this is at J Rock This movie is still kind of scary. There is a feeling of unease and dread from start to finish. Also, that poster makes for a dope ass shirt, which he mm. demonstrates. Then we have at Tommy Hudson who says fun, 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 and not without good creepy moments, and who posted the best GIF. Hmm. Um, I say GIF. I know they say it's GIF, but fuck you. Um, <laughs> where where the, our, our, our dead zombie guy from the wall falls, and then when he hits the ground, <laughs> he splits into the demons, which is fucking amazing. To this day, Stan's, yep. <laughs> st- 
stands up, holds up completely. Maybe yeah. practical effects and some early, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, absolutely engineering. But I mean, it, it's really good. Somebody who'd never seen it said, "Looks like a big kind of movie." Um, <laughs> and then we have, I don't watch this film. Underrated classic. There's a reason the opening of PG Psycho Gorman paid homage to it which I have not seen yet. I know I'm going to. And then somebody uh, at Sea Dog 429 it's a freaking classic. And that's just some of what people had to say. We have never had that kind of response when I, because I'm always pre, like, hey, we're going to do this this week. And I get some responses. This was just filled. And that's <laughs> just some random stuff I picked. But, uh, yeah, people love this movie. And especially, like, um, my generation. I know some of us are younger than me. I'm one of the oldest, except for Dave. And Dave and I are the oldest. Okay. And Nico. Nico's just a little bit younger than me. But, you know, I'm 41. So this this was like a, this was a really good, if you weren't into horror already, it was a good starter. It was a good gateway. Ha, ha, ha. I'm so can't. I'm funny. No one laughs. It's okay. It's not funny. But because uh, we're mo- because we're mostly muted, sis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Dave is muted. Dave doesn't realize he's muted. He's talking and he's muted. He <laughs> <laughs> no, I fucking know I'm muted. Okay. <laughs> okay? I figured he knew that he was fucking with us. Like, Get back well, in yeah. timeout. You're in timeout. No. Um, talk to me like I talk to my cats. Um, yeah, I just wanted to share other people's and it, and it tends to be people of that generation who were kids, um, of that age in the eighties that have a very special place in their heart for this. Um, I know Rob's a little bit younger, but he discovered it still young, you know, that I was, cause I mean, I was at that age where it was like, you know, appropriate, I, I suppose for me, I was sort of the same age I could get with the, the characters and I, I it gave me a lifelong obsession with Steven Dorff. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite part of Blade, like as we as we spoke about. But yeah, um, relatable Whoa. characters, and and I know that uh, uh, we talked about <laughs> the uh, relationship as what, what did I say? Wesley Snipes is the best part of Blade, honey. <laughs> that Second best part. Listen, uh, you, okay, uh, that's <laughs> your opinion, Rob, and this uh, is mine. Yes, and we will agree to disagree for now, but... Yes, we will. <laughs> Nobody beats the original Meet Blade. Me and the Dueling Oaks Swords. Motherfuckers is always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> really, really good at it. I, I, oh. I will give you that. I just had... But see, I'm saying that from the gate, I had a... No, 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 no. I'm just fucking with you. To be in love with uh, Stephen Dorff. And, and you know how I feel about vampires. Vampires are fucking smoking hot, unless they're the Nosferatu type. But yeah, he he was smoking hot. But um, I, I just... Uh, I, I really think that this film just played such a big role in our taste, especially here, especially at that age. And that brother and sister relationship, my brothers are four years younger than me, they're twins. And uh, I was, I tried to be like, Al. I feel like that was very relatable to me. I was very, like they got on my nerves, but I was, I'm their big sister and I was very protective. And my favorite moment in the film, and we've spoken about this a couple episodes, is the Barbie doll in the eye. I I fucking love that that's so (laughs) me like I I just felt like uh, I understood her you know sort of trying to be cool and trying to be older and but it's like oh but I love my brothers and I still have some Barbies in my closet (laughs) okay uh, Dave 
Well, that you talked about the Barbie. I wanted to make a note of that, that, that this movie makes a point of the, the things that the kids use as weapons against the demons are like kid things. The Barbie doll, the model rocket, the rope swing. It, it's, it's that sort of like the innocence of childhood versus, you know, the evils of, uh, you know, the world outside of childhood. I just wanted to you know, bring that up. I thought that was very interesting uh, in my uh, researching today at work about this movie. Which, which is actually an interesting paradigm because if you notice, like, they throw all these, like, Bible verses and Bible quotes and all that stuff, and none of it works, but it's the kid toys that yeah. do the damage. And the fact that, um, you know, the trope back then was if you played a heavy metal a record backwards, it would summon demons. This movie, yes, if you played it right, if you played it backwards, <laughs> it would dispel the demons. So you know, back then I was just like confused. I didn't know. Do I play it backwards? Do I play it forwards? I don't like Judas Priest that much anyway. You know what I mean? I don't know. Okay. Okay. That's, that's kind of that's kind of a hot take, Dave. Well, can yeah. I take it back? I I take it back. No, no. <laughs> was, uh, my best friend and I would sit around and play shout the double backwards, but the, nothing cool was there. We would try to like imagine it sounded like something. I would but then- sneak into my sister's bedroom and listen to her LPs, and one of them was uh, Judas Priest. British Steel. Yeah, that and was a. That, uh, that, right. That's one of the earliest. I don't mean to. But that's that was, one of that's the earliest. That's what they went on trial for. Yeah, uh, I just remember um, uh, remember Dee Snyder of uh, Twisted Sister appearing before Congress with yes. his teeth Smart with guy. his teeth filed down to points. You know, it's like. So <laughs> like, if you don't, like if you mega want, intelligent. He fucking shamed all of those people. Yeah, that's a, we've gone off topic, but I just. Yeah, okay. But I love that. I just love I, that. He, with his teeth filed be, down to points before Congress. Yeah. And also then the fact that he said he still has has the Christian beliefs of his childhood and he still follows those principles. Like, that probably just... He's sitting there in a fucking suit with all that crazy look, you yes. know? And I'm just like... And he fucking told them, you know, I mean, obviously that case, uh, everybody won. Judas Priest was like, what the fuck, man? We're just like some... British rock band, like, fuck yeah. you, man. Right. We're not trying to <laughs> tell people to kill themselves. Fuck you. We want to sell records. Yeah. <laughs> and Rob Halford, icon. Uh, Rob. <laughs> From Rob to Rob. <laughs> 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 no, um, uh, I, I, I just wanted to tell Dave that uh, I've seen this movie 100,000 fucking times, and uh, I never realized that until he just said that, that... Uh, what, what protects the kids is the, their toys and, like, you know, their youthful mm-hmm. stuff, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, shit, that makes a lot of fucking sense. You know That's what I'm saying? strong, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, think- um... No, go ahead, go ahead, Erica. Oh, sorry, I was just gonna say thanks for pointing that out because I was just watching it, like, being like, what the fuck is this? Why is his rocket the thing that solves all of this? Like, so, I, I actually, yeah, I like that. I didn't even think of that symbolism, so, yeah, yeah. thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very much. But yeah, like uh, I just wanted to to go off and that uh, I was talking about the special effects earlier while you were in the bathroom, Candy, and um, uh, also, oh, uh, no, no, oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, also, uh, the stop motion in this shit is fucking amazing. Like on right? the on on the Dark to Master, on the Dark Master is absolutely fucking glorious, and um, like uh, just this like. To consider that this was like a low budget uh, Canadian production, mm-hmm. Canuck exploitation is what they call it. <laughs> um, that was big in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that this what did so well, it almost beat Ashtar 
Uh, Ishtar. Ishtar. Ishtar at the fucking... My, my bad, my bad. Because uh, nobody gives a fuck about Ishtar. That's why. <laughs> it was infamously bad. That's the only reason nobody talks about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but this almost beat it at the box office. You know, the couple with that, this, you know, you had this big budget movie with fucking Warren Beatty and Dustin Hoffman, you know, which was a big deal. Like, you know, everybody was like watching, you know, oh, my God, you know, what's going on with Ishtar? And then <laughs> it, 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 it almost gets his fucking ass kicked by this little Canadian horror movie that, that costs like 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 a million or two dollars, two million dollars, as you know, to make. But uh, like, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, here am I going into my my love for this movie? Like you guys do. I mean, Sean may get it, but uh, you why, know, why would I not get it? But like, you don't <laughs> understand. Like, like I could see this movie. <laughs> I could see this is the reason why I love like Evil Dead so much. When I first saw Evil Dead, because this is like you know Gateway Evil Dead, Gateway Poltergeist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's after, <laughs> like <laughs> it really is. It really is. it's the perfect gateway movie. So, you know, gateway horror movie, like, you know, like, as a matter of fact, this is a story I wanted to bring up. Um, I showed this to my niece and nephew when uh, he was set six or seven. She was four or five. And uh, they absolutely loved it. And it was the, the greatest thing to watch. You know, me being, you know, the uncle I am, you know, I, I show my niece and nephew fucked up shit. You know, I was showing my nephew uh, uh, Evil Dead 2 and, you know. I show I showed them uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, and my mother berated me. You fucking showing them Freddy Krueger? What's the matter with you? But they absolutely loved and adored this movie. Like the the scene where uh, they uh, they they're in the bedroom, and the demon hand reaches out from under the bed to grab uh, Al's leg. Like. Like I, I wish I, the the greatest disappointment in my life is that I did not record their reactions, because how <laughs> hard they jumped, like almost to the fucking ceiling when that arm reaches, like it comes out uh, uh, and grabs her leg, and then uh, jacked on that. Uh, every kid's fear is that. Yes. I mean, every kid goes through a phase where they're afraid of what's under the bed, and it's going to be hands, and, you know, your feet had to be under the blankets, and it had to be, you know, whatever. So it played on that, and it was really smart. Well, absolutely. Also, uh, when... uh... Like you know, they they they're ten stuff from that, and then you know they the uh, they run outside uh, the kids and uh, my niece and nephew like oh my god like you know they're real ten stuff right, and then they see the the mom and dad there, and of course they're like oh look mom and dad are here, and then you've <laughs> been back, <laughs> and, and then they, and like you know, like they just like their eyes open wide like oh my god like they, you're not even safe around your parents. Like, your parents are sitting there out to get you now. And then, like, you know, he tears his face open and the white goose is pouring out and shit. And then, like, like my, my that was some evil dead shit. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and, and my niece and nephew were just sitting there just like, oh, my God, what the fuck is going on? What is <laughs> happening? And, and just, like, you know, it, it, it brought me so much joy because, you know, I was probably at that age when I first saw this. And I was just blown away by it. You know, to, to, is, I, I like you know I, I've stated before like Child's Play is the one that got me into horror, mm-hmm. but the Gate is the one that kept me there. The Gate is the one that was just like like yeah yeah 
yeah, yeah, you're you're fucking with us for the rest of your life, bro. <laughs> you know, you're a horror fan forever. <laughs> you know, and like yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. I'm with you guys. I, I'm with horror for for the end. You know, and then like you know, and you you have that thing where it's like you show it to the younger generation, and you're like, will this work with them? You know, because it's older, and you know, like you Not know, like always. I. Like yeah, that's it. Like I told you, like uh, my my nephew and uh, my my baby cousin, he's like seven, eight, he was eighteen at the time. They borrowed my basket case and they fucking hated it, and it, and it disappointed me. They was like, no. oh, like it, it was in their room. It, it was in my nephew's room, and uh, I was like, what's my basket case doing up here? And I was like, oh yeah, we borrowed it because we wanted to watch a horror movie. And I was like, oh, I'm so proud and shit. Like yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> like yeah, this is fucking trash. And I'm like, just give my fucking basket Sounds case like back. Sounds like my fucking. <laughs> He is so unimpressed. Yeah, like, you know, so it, it really warmed my heart to see that it, it still works. It, maybe for the younger generation, but it still works on those levels where, like, you know, it could still entertain and scare. Because to the point where, like, as, when it ended, they were like, yeah, we want to see it again, Theo. We want to see it again. Show us it again. <laughs> They literally wanted to watch it after it ended. They wanted to watch it again. But and isn't like, that what we did? Yeah, it's like mission accomplished, you know, <laughs> mission accomplished, you know, and just uh, I did my job as an uncle. I did my fucking job. <laughs> and I did mine as a parent. Uh, Lindsay. <laughs> um, I just wanted to talk about the design of the minions because they proper creep me out. Um, like, it's like a, a human and a naked Mombat crossbred and... I just think they're proper disgusting looking. <laughs> and um, like there's a Scottish word that comes to mind every time I look at them, Glaika. And they just look like the lights are on in nobody's home. And I think that kind of like mindless, like drone idea of them and they're just like going around and munching on their kids' legs. They just freak me out and I, I really don't like them, but I have to admit that they're very well done. Yeah. They're, they're very creepy. Uh, Erica? Yeah, so I was actually just going to mention those those mini demons. Um, I read that in many of those scenes, they were actually actors inside monster costumes, and then it was shot in this forced perspective that made them look really tiny. So yeah. not those, yeah, not all of those um, scenes were stop motion. So I just thought that was a really cool fact. It, it worked really well because there's... You can see that fail sometimes in, like, Mystery Science Theater. I was watching yeah. Future the other day. Like, oh, that force perspective did work. But I thought it, it gave it more of, like, a, a just, like, a, a reality mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. You know, believability. And it's it's done right. So mm-hmm. you don't even know that unless you're, you're looking that up. You would never guess that. So it means they did their job. Yeah, totally agree. And there was something else I was going to say, but I will remember later. <laughs> and bring it up. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I don't know. I, I interrupted. I just like, yeah, by the time it was my turn, I forgot half of what I was going to say. It, it happened. So I'm usually scribbling when I, everybody's talking. Erica, don't feel bad. That usually happens to me. If you guys <laughs> notice that uh, I'll raise my hand and then I'll lower it because yeah. that, that means I just forgot what the fuck I was going to say. So I said, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, and I had a pen, but I've lost it. I'm, I'm in bed. So, like, I don't know where the fuck shit is. Anyway, um, Sean. I wanted to touch on, you know, a little bit of what Rob said about this being a gateway movie. And uh, <laughs> I want to I want to quote my man, Mac, the all star who couldn't be with us tonight and say, yeah, 100 percent. 
Uh, um, this, 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 this film is definitely a gateway and it was for me, like I said, I was probably 10 when I saw it. And I think the thing that stands out for me with this, as opposed to a lot of other horror movies back then, and, and it does kind of harken to the Goonies is the sense that there are no parents except for, for when the parents, you know, show up and the face melt and all that shit, which is completely mm-hmm. awesome. But the kids are left on their own. And so the kids are there and they have to fend for themselves and watching this as a kid and experiencing that, like it's a totally different level. Like Mm -hmm. I still get the feel when I watch it now, but it was like, you know, it, I don't know. It just felt, it felt awesome. Like watching these, these young kids like fend for themselves. And I think about that scene where like the, the sisters having the party and they make him like come over so they can levitate him. And he like floats up and like rips the fucking, you know, the light out of the wall and all that shit. And he gets all embarrassed and he fucking runs out and stuff. And like, <laughs> I remember being that kid, like, you know, I've known Candy since I was eight. Yeah. And she was, she was, you know, friends with my cousin and they were always older. And it was like, I, I never fit in. I was never always cool older. enough. I'm not that six months older than well, you. Yeah, I was just, but still, I was just when a you're... year ahead of you in school, so stop making me sound old, goddammit. <laughs> right, but when but when you're in when you're in fourth and fifth grade, six months seems like a fucking millennium. So I don't even want to fucking hear it. You're cute because when I say that when I talk about our ages, like how you're still forty, and you're like, oh, so you're only six months yet. <laughs> well, it's different now. It's different now. <laughs> Eat my entire ass. <laughs> I'll grab a spoon on the way into the bedroom. Yes, grab a spoon, um, eat so, my ass. Hey, we don't need to hear that. <laughs> uh, we weren't serious. And you can, hey, and no. you can find that on our OnlyFans. Yeah, hey, our, our, hey, we now have our own. Hey, look, look, people tuning in might not know that. They know you're married and shit. We don't, they don't know. <laughs> they exactly don't know what, that for some what, reason. What <laughs> shit you guys are into and shit. <laughs> hey, well, you I, know control what, the, I control the edit button, damn it. <laughs> I have input, but no. What I wanted to say is, I want to give kudos to uh, uh, Randall William Cook, who was the visual effects supervisor on this. The dude has an amazing resume. Um, he did mm-hmm. Ghostbusters, Fright Night, The Thing, oh, and then ended up oh, ended up nice. years later doing all three Lord of the Rings movies. So, I mean, and you can tell when you watch this, like like all those mm-hmm. effects hold up. My Lord of the Rings ring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One ring to rule them all. Actually, that's yeah. We wear it on my yeah. I have it above my engagement ring. Um, and I'm just gonna interject really quick because I'm gonna forget. Uh, it's it, it's it'll be short. But I wanted to, t- to touch on we were talking about you know the '80s kids thing. Um, you know, and, and we spoke about you know how was a theme. You know, we had guys we had uh you know even outside of horror we had like goonies and shit like that even monster squad the the it was always the adults had no fucking clue and the kids mm. had saved the day and being a kid in the 80s it was really cool to see that revolution because you felt powerful you felt like it mattered and and it was really a big time a cool time to be a kid, honestly, because there were such like great fucking films where you're like, hey, maybe the adults don't know what the fuck's going on. And I absolutely have the power to save the day. Mm-hmm. Um, who is next, Dave? Hold on, hold on. But Which, before hold the, on. Re- no, go ahead, Sean. Well, I was just going to say it's funny, too, because that's like so anti slashers. 
because if you think about it in like Friday the 13th, who was the one that always knew what the fuck was going on? The crazy, the crazy old dude. The crazy, crazy old dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, True. he he was always there to warn the fucking teenagers, like you know, Jason Voorhees is back. He's gonna fucking kill you, and nobody fucking listened. They went and fucked in the woods and and fucked around and found out. <laughs> yeah, like these warring factions, you know, differing themes. But I I I did as much as I loved the slashers. It was really cool to see these kid empowered. Mm-hmm. you know movies and that's the ones that you know i've, I've seen the goonies probably eight thousand times no oh. joke start to finish i know every word oh, yeah. um still love it but you know it, it it was it was a cool time to be a kid honestly because we didn't have those themes previous you know no most definitely i was just gonna say that uh, something you said candy uh you well, know I how the kid, no <laughs> but how, how the kids always knew what's going on the kid knew how to defeat the evil and the adults knew shit and now we're the fucking adults now Hey, I'm still, a, I, I'm still a Toys R Us kid. I'm a, you know. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. <laughs> I'm saying, like, I, I'm a I love kid. it. I love it when my daughter like asks me for advice. I'm like, the fuck do you even know me? <laughs> I, I may look like an adult, but I think you may have a better grip on things than I do. I mean, like, look at this shit. This is my bed stand. It's all Hello Kitty. And that's, this is what I, yeah, okay. So, I mean, I just, I, I'm a big kid. My kids, I'm just kind of like, man, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't really get it, but I'll help <laughs> you when I, I'll, I will do the trappings of the adult. I will say the trope things, right, but uh, like, I, like, I have like, no grown up. <laughs> yeah, like, this is how grown up I am. This is the type of shit I keep near me at all fucking times. I just time. showed you a collection of Hello Kitty plushies. I don't know, man, we're, we're probably on the same level. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> I have to sleep next to my pink Hello Kitty lamp. Anyway, uh, Dave, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing too hard. <laughs> You're like, these fucking losers. <laughs> no, it's good. No, losers, shit. I'm the same way. Like, my daughter's like, okay, I'll go ask mom. <laughs> okay, it's great. Just do that. I am mom, so I'm like, fuck. But um, <laughs> the one thing, I, we touched on the scene where the, um, the wall uh, handyman guy comes out and falls over. But I, I today um, I watched that scene and I, I like paused it and watched it in slow motion. Like the animation of that is so great. Like the demons, they do like these little head rolls. It's hard to explain. I can't, I can't explain it. It's an uh, amazing moment. It's so That's iconic. a great, that's a great, that scene, I watched it over and over in slow motion. The way that the little, like the one who's at the head does this little like tummy roll and then a couple of, like they, the, that's a great scene. But the one I wanted to bring up was: Did this not? Did that scene particularly not make any of you think of that uh, TV movie, um, "Don't Be Afraid of the Dark"? Oh. With the little, the little yeah. fucking, the little fucking oven demons or whatever they were, the little <laughs> oh, chimney. <God. laughs> right? Did that, no. that? That's that's what I was thinking about the whole time. Let, let me let me let me tell you. Uh, of course, you, I've I've mentioned die many a times. Uh, my ex, uh, she she's uh, in her fifties. Oh, <laughs> I'll tell you, you said. Um, she she brought that up. We were talking, like I said, we were talking about the, the gate, and she brought that up. I'm like, oh yeah, like you know, they kind of what was that movie? And she thought it was like children should play with deadly things. And I'm like, no, you're thinking of Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Don't and she was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. This is Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, you know. And yeah, 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 most definitely that. Uh, you know, I'm 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 pretty sure they probably took inspiration from that. You know, like because Don't Be Afraid of the Dark and shit was uh 
was a really great movie. Uh, the remake was pretty good too. The, the yeah. original is. Te- I remember watching that one as a kid when they're like at the end when they're like whispering in the in the uh, chimney. Oh like, yeah. Oh my god! And uh, Candy mentioned um um the, the guys in the rubber suit in this movie in the forced perspective. And I have a note here. How much fun would that have been to be an actor like in that rubber suit running around in that forced perspective shot, just being like a little demon, just. I thought that would have been so much fucking fun as an actor. They yeah. want to put you in this rubber suit and you're just gonna run around in this and just be a demon. That would have been great. Not not <laughs> not 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 uh not for too long and shit because I know it gets really fucking hot in them suits. And uh, remember the sweat yeah. pouring from our yeah. Oh my god. That's grosser than anything they were trying to do. I'm gonna interject really quick before I slip away. But uh, I wanted to say, it reminds me of, there was this, okay, my mom's a big ZZ Top fan, of course was, in the 80s. Who, whose mom was it? Um, but, uh, <laughs> okay, well, I'm sorry. You're, 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 not too much, you're a little bit younger than my mom, a couple years, Dave. But my mom's young. But, you my, know. Uh, so my mom wasn't age, either. <laughs> do you remember? Uh, well, okay. Okay. I, just the my mom was listening to Ruben Blades, baby. My mom was my mom's always been a rocker, and so she loves ZZ Top. And there was this fucking video called TV Dinners, and I remember the song really well. The video scared the shit out of me, and it has <laughs> these little creatures like when they. Dave, do you remember this video? Somebody remember this video? <laughs> I was. Okay, look it up later, but it was called it's called TV Dinners, and, and the video was really popular at MTV back when this is, MTV was pretty new. And they put these, like, meals in the microwave, and these fucking little creatures like that would come out of it. And I would <laughs> run into the next room, and I was scared to fucking death of it. And so I get that vibe from these creatures, like, oh, God, the TV Dinners. Yeah, so it, it, everybody else that was thriller, I was scared of TV Dinners. So there's your obscure, maybe if you want to dig and find out, fuck around and find out. I don't know. But it, it's pretty interesting. So that's what I have to say about that. Very fucking obscure. <laughs> Skype has been doing this thing to me where it's like it, it's not freezing, but it's slowing down. And you all sound really drunk. You're talking really Because we are really down. Right, and I'm like, why am I the only sober one here? Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm not drunk. You know I'm not drunk, dude. In me and Dave's case, it's not Skype. It's, <laughs> it's not in my case either. I had four glasses of wine during drinking, this episode. So. I'm drinking Coca-Cola because I gotta take codeine, so I, I, I can't. Yeah. I, I just opened this bottle today and look at it. I, oh, shit. Okay. Look at you, the horror drunkie over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, I wanted to. I'm going to mute, so thank you. Okay, yeah, get out. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I love you. She's going to come out here and fuck me up. God damn it. Um, no, I wanted to point out. <laughs> and I'll pay uh, extra to watch that. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> That'll be on our OnlyFans as well. Um, Erica, I wanted to point out, you had talked about the forced perspective. There was actually a picture shared uh, not too long ago that I had not seen until recently, but it was a picture of the set. And it showed um, a couple of the the little demon dudes, and they had built the bedroom, and it's huge. It's absolutely (laughs) huge. And all the, the little demon dudes, and like I could... I would love to be 
a set like that. Where oh, me too. And I don't know if you've like, seen the 1930s film called Devil Ball. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to talk over yeah. you and like, cut out weirdly, but... <laughs> no, you're good. Oh, okay. Now now everyone slowed down on my end. I was like, what? Okay, there was this 1930s film called Devil Doll, and they it was basically the idea that this mad scientist shrinks humans down to, like, tiny little, like, doll-sized people. And uh, he wakes them up to send them on assassination missions. And all these scenes where, the, like, the miniature humans are crawling up over furniture to get to their target and stab them, you know, through the ear with a hat pin or some shit like that. Like all they built this furniture on this massive scale and it was the same kind of thing. And they had the actors like spelunking and like mountain climbing over this giant furniture. <laughs> but yeah. like, that just seems like <laughs> extremely cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, now I, I, I know a picture uh, Sean is talking about and uh, it, it's amazing. Like, you know, the, the whole how forced perspective works. Mm-hmm. You know, and the way they're able to accomplish all that stuff and all that shit, and it's just like you know, like they have these techniques, like you know, it's the low budget techniques, you know, like that's how they make all this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. happen and look, and like the way, like it just still looks so fantastic to this day, to the point where it's like, like I was saying, like you know, I'll take the special effects sequences over, you know, any CGI blockbuster. You know the the Avengers fucking movies. You know what I'm saying. I'm, Same the, here. Yeah, like you know this stuff still holds up so well. You know that that eye in the hand mm-hmm. is still like one of the creepiest fucking things ever. And, and, and you know, and, and still too, it's like like how the fuck do they get you know? And the the, the way it's just like the way that the eye is sequenced. You know, it's just looking around like da 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 da. And it's just like it's so incredible. And then like, you know, when he stabs the eye, it's obviously a prosthetic, you know what I'm saying? But it's still fucking creepy. Cause the way the eye is like open wide, it's like, <laughs> oh my god, he's about to fucking stab me. Like, no. <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's great. Um, I did want to bring up like not not all the special effects work. Um <laughs> There, there's, there's like toward the end where Glenn gets blown forty feet out the doorway after the fucking Dark Master explodes, is like it's it's great but it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he, he literally gets blown like fucking die hard yards and shit. <laughs> like, ah! you know, it's the most hilarious shit. You know, and then when like the Dark Master, like after he shoots the rocket into the Dark Master, and he's throwing, <laughs> like he grabs Glenn and he's tossing him around, and it's just like ah, obviously that's a marionette, you know what I'm saying, the claymation, whatever. And, and you know, the the Dark Master looks fine, but Glenn is just like, uh, you know, this is a fucking claymation doll. You know, <laughs> you could you could see like you could you could tell this shirt, everything is clay about this fucking doll. Uh-huh. <laughs> but no, but it, it's it, you know you know that's little little nitpicks yeah and i mean for the time it came out in the budget it's pretty good and even then i'd rather see even mess up special effects like that than i prefer to see cgi in you know an avengers movie or or whatever big blockbuster is out so i'm just not a big cgi person i i'll respect practical effects more even if they don't come out quite right than i do 
um, digital effects. That's just my bias. Right. It's it's especially is when it's stop motion. Stop motion is like has a thing to it. Like how you you huh. have to appreciate stop motion. But like especially when stop motion is done extremely well, like in this movie, mm-hmm. like or like something like uh, like I was reminded of uh, Willow when they had like the three headed monster and Willow and shit, and it's like when it's done really well, it's just, like it's fucking extraordinary. And it's just like it makes me kind of miss like when people you had like real, all, you know, awesome technicians doing the stop motion animation and stuff and shit. Now you know you go on the computer and shit, and you fucking. Yeah. You know, you could do whatever, and it's just like, ah, it's, you know, I don't, I don't give a shit. You know, this is all fake. Yeah, yeah. Like, you well, know, it's like what we, what we talked about before with CGI. Like, I'm no fan of it in horror films, but like, you give me something like a, like a sci-fi film or a fantasy film. Like, you know, if you, you think about The Hobbit and the way they did, you know, Smaug and stuff. Like, yeah, it, I mean, it looked fucking phenomenal, and it works. Yeah. Um, or something like, you know, uh, uh, the new Blade Runner or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, Altered Carbon or, you know, something like that. Like like CGI works really well. But, you know, when it comes to horror, like I want my practical effects. I want yeah. it gooey. I want it gory. Yeah. Absolutely. One hundred percent. You know, to shout out my uh, to shout out my uh, my 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 boy over here. One hundred percent. But uh, <laughs> another thing, another thing. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Blade Runner because uh, I was going to say uh, I was glad you brought up Blade Runner in a private conversation you and me had, because that gives me uh, absolute permission to talk about Blade Runner. Because I'm like, how the fuck am I going to get Blade Runner into a conversation? <laughs> And then Sean brought up Blade Runner, and I was like, oh, yeah. Nice. You can always yes. bring up Blade Runner in any conversation, in my oh, opinion. Thank you. Uh, and, and especially, <laughs> especially uh, Blade Runner, um, the, the last Blade Runner. Uh, I like that. Oh, my God. It, it, oh, well, uh, we're getting off on fucking Yeah, tangent. we are. I'm, but, yeah, I'm about to go off on a <laughs> long fucking tangent. <laughs> tangent. Blade Runner. The, the whole Sorry. fucking tangent on Blade, Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. You know, fuck it. Uh, I, I just shut up right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Dave, yeah. Dave, yeah, Dave. Let's hear what Dave have to say. Yeah. Well, we were talking about the special effects, and this movie has an interesting sort of comedy. Like, some of the special effects are amazing. Like, I was thinking about the scene where the uh, pit opens up under the bedroom floor and, like, the flooring planks fall away. That's a, that's a really impressive scene. And then, like, some of them really suck, like, when he shoots the rocket into the um, Goro from Mortal Kombat demon guy. And, like, the slit just conveniently opens in his chest to accept the rocket. You know, I was like, oh yeah, but that 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 was my only point. This movie is is it's so great in some ways, and it really sucks in other ways. <laughs> and I love it for both reasons. And that's all, that was my point. <laughs> well, that that scene when the with the the planks of the floor falling away, it makes me think of that whole the floor is lava, and mm. you know, yeah. being, being a being a kid and like you know not wanting to step on the crack to break my mom's back, and yeah. you know all that. All that fun stuff, like when when that scene popped up, like I had totally forgotten about that, you know, since I had watched this last, and I was it just it brought back so many fucking memories. No, yeah, most definitely, most definitely, like it it was it's such a um like you know uh, like we keep going back to it uh, about how this film was like one of them seminal films and kid stuff, you know, and it's like it it really just. What more can you say than that? You know, it's like 
I just like I mean I could sit there and praise it all night and shit because it's like this 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 movie literally gave birth to my horror fandom. Like I wouldn't be hearing these conversations with you if it wasn't for this movie. I mean, like there are other movies and shit like Nightmare on Elm Street that I could I could you know throw in there, but it, it definitely all started with this one, and it's like you know. Like, for all this imperfections and shit, I still fucking love it to death, you know? I even love part two. You know, part two, like, you know, part two, like, you know, a lot a lot of people don't like part two. Um, part two mm, even gets damn. a lot, a lot of hate, you know, because it's not as the extravagant balls-out horror film that it is. It's more of like a, a personal kind of horror film. But it still contains that heart, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know... Uh, Glenn is uh, is not in the picture. the the store the the focus is on Terry. Uh, Terry is the the main character in this one, but it still contains those those issues about you know him having to mature and become a man. But it deals with more hearty, deeper issues like the fact that you know he's de- dealing with uh his, his his the death of his mom. And not just his depression over that, but his father's depression over that. There's a beautiful scene in there where he's relating to um, Liz, uh, played by uh, Pamela Allen, uh, popular voice actress, um, where he came home one night and he saw his father uh, attempting to commit suicide. He had a gun in his mouth. And um, it it was such beautiful because, like, he's furious for the fact that, you know... He didn't have. He didn't know the right way to handle that situation, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he said, I just stood there like a geek. I didn't know what to do. And it's mm-hmm. like you relate to that. You know, you resonate with that because it's like, what do you do in that situation? You understand what I'm saying? Like, what do you do? Like, you know, when your father and his depression is attempting to take his own life, you know, due to the fact that you know your mom, his wife, is no longer here. And you know, of course, you want to try to help your 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 you know your surviving parent the best way you can, you know. So like his only way, mm-hmm. he thought like you know I I, I re you know I recall this evil you know make some wishes you know maybe that'll make it all better, but you mm-hmm. know it makes it all worse you know what I'm saying I got to figure out how the fuck I I fix all this you know and he realizes in that sense that look the best thing I could do. Mm-hmm in this situation is, you know, not, you know, do anything else, but just be there for my father, you know, mm-hmm. be there, you know, be there for my father who's suffering, you know, in his pain and my pain too. And, you know, we can come together, you know, and share our pain together and, you know, maybe get through this. And, you know, and I, I think that it's really beautiful thing. Like that's a lot of people are missing. You know, people are like it's kind of the same thing that happens with. Uh, I know, Candy, you will agree with me on this is um, uh, how people go from dawn of the dead to day of the dead. And people would go to day of the dead and they're expecting the same extravagant horror mm-hmm. film, you know, balls out adventure. And they get a more personal, deeper uh, piece. And like, you yes. know, they kind of disappointed. And it's it's the same thing with Gay Ramirez too. says only the real trolls like Day of the Dead. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's the same thing with Gay Two. Like you know, Gay Two is like you know it deals with like deeper emotions, and I love it until it gets to the last three minutes and becomes Hollywood smulchy bullshit and go fuck yourself with that ending. Um, 
I, I fucking hate that ending. Uh, I, I won't spoil it for the people who have not seen it, but it is Hollywood bullshit. I'm I with fu- you there, 100%. I, I fucking hate it. But uh, 99% of the film is great. That 1% ending is shit is fucking bullshit. Yeah. And, and I hate it to death. I hate Hollywood smochy. Oh, you know, everything works. Oh, fuck you. No. Yeah, no. it's a very lazy type of writing, yes. and I don't like that ending either. <laughs> what? I got to say, Rob, you sold that beautifully, and I think I need to revisit it. No, yeah. It, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it, I'm with you. It's fucking great, yo. Like, you know, for 99% of it, until that ending shows up, it's fucking amazing. Like, you know, I mean, it, that's just me personally. I can only go from my opinion, you know what I'm saying, and my uh, bias to it. But uh, it's absolutely beautiful, like, the way, like, you know, it touches on deeper meanings of, like, depression and grief. Like, I like that stuff. Like, you know, I like, mm-hmm. you know, like, stories about, like, how people deal with their, their grief, you know, and their mm-hmm. troubles and stuff and all that. And, Hereditary like, how is probably did... the best example of that yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I still to this day regret that I wasn't able to participate in that conversation. But you know, shit happens. We can we always revisit it. We make our own fucking rules here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, it's due. Um, for, we didn't rate that one, so it's due for a revisit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I had uh, some personal family issues I had to take care of, so um, I wasn't able to participate. But I I really wanted to talk about it, but then uh, the the like the morning of the when that conversation was gonna take place, I was like. I, I got some news and I was like, yeah, this is doesn't it's not appealing to talk about God, it. That was almost a year ago. If you I, I meant to bring that up. Like it hasn't it was it been, a year ago. Yeah, like hasn't it been like almost a year we started mm-hmm. doing this? Yes. Jesus then, we've been at it for so long. Oh wow. my god. So we're so close. I mean we yeah. this every fucking week. We don't yeah, take yeah. breaks. And the one break we took, we couldn't stand it. <laughs> yeah, we we hated it. We was like, do, do you want to just have a conversation? Just, because yeah, let's just I hate not talking talk to each other. Yeah. I, hate, I hate not talking to each Even other. Even though we have a group chat where we talk every day, we couldn't stand not seeing each other. Yeah, I know. It was, it was great, though, having that little holiday uh, get-together via Skype. It's like, yeah, it yes. was rough waiting on an episode. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I like that with um, behind the screens as well. It's just like it's so nice, especially like during lockdown and everything, to have that weekly scheduled thing where we're gonna catch up and we're gonna talk to each other. And yeah, I I couldn't imagine life now without it. Yeah, we we took a holiday break because I I keep a grueling schedule. Like I have a schedule to up till Halloween basically. I I Ian's always like, how do you schedule like that? And I'm just like, that's just what I do. I mean. I have the spinal injury. I have nothing better to do, honestly, but I'm, I'm also a planner. But it's like, so we don't really take breaks, and sometimes we have weeks where we do two episodes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I, I keep us at a grueling pace, but we had to take a holiday break for, like, a couple weeks, and it was felt like forever. And I was like, I need to talk to you guys. I need to look at your faces. I'm going crazy. <laughs> yeah, so we love each other pretty deeply. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> um, on that note, uh, Erica, did you have something to add? yeah. Um, I remember what I was going to say earlier when I had my hand up and then freaking forgot it, except for that that bit about the the little demon creatures sometimes being actual actors in monster suits. Uh, but what I what I wanted to mention was I was um, on a re on the rewatch. I was kind of surprised. I, I forgot the scene where uh, Terry, uh, after he's 
he turns evil or zombified or whatever. It takes like a Barbie doll leg to the eye and it like That's gores my favorite scene. Like it, there are not many movies that will show harm done to children. It's just kind of a taboo thing. And also, uh, especially in this film that I think was geared more toward kids. It was like, whew. It's like, yeah, that's that's kind of rough. But I thought that was a, uh, you know, kind of a bold uh, scene that I completely forgot about. <laughs> yeah. On that note, um, before we do reviews, really quick, I wanted to say, um, and there, there's this great '80s documentary, and they're doing a part two. It's on Shutter. It's called In Search of Darkness. But uh, the Monster Squad, uh, they like to call themselves the first tween horror film. But technically, this is. Because although they both came out in 1987, uh, this movie came out first. Mm-hmm. And I think it's better than Monster Squad. It depends on what you're looking for. Because everybody knows I love horror comedy. And this is a more serious film. Like, Steven Dorff is, like, so intensely, you know, mm-hmm. just serious in this film. And it works. It's it's It really works. And I think this is the scarier film. Whereas Monster Squad, like, that, that's why I have my opinion about it. I don't hate the film. I just don't think it deserves the hype. I think it's nostalgia fucking with you. And this is a film <laughs> where nostalgia does not fuck with you. So, with that, I'm just going to go right into my review. This movie, I'm going to bite me. Um, this... <laughs> My review of this, uh, I'm going to give it 7.5 out of 10 Barbie dolls in the eye because it's my favorite moment. Um, it, it just seems like such a candy thing to do. <laughs> it's something I literally would have done. I was so obsessed with Barbies. Anybody knows me, like, knows I like fashion and hair and whatever, makeup. So, of course, I had Barbies. But, um, you know, th- this film holds up. Like, on the rewatch, we just rewatched it. Uh, what? This week, right? Or last week? Fuck, I don't know. Recently. Um, yeah. So it really holds up, and I was still very entertained by it, whereas I I hadn't... It, it was a, it was one of those, like, the Monster Squad. I hadn't watched it in 30 fucking years. So I, I wanted to show my kids Monster Squad, and I hadn't seen it in 30 years. So mm-hmm. I showed it to them, and they were like, what the fuck is this, Mom? Oh, my God. <laughs> this is so awful. You know, and, and I was like, oh, my God. And I was embarrassed. I was like, I'm so sorry. Um, because in my mind, it was so much better. But I think, uh, you know, it, it's just that perspective. But I can still enjoy this film as an adult. Um, at 7.5 is, is a generous um, and I think good review for this. I mean, it's not like the best film ever, but it's still enjoyable. I could still rewatch it. I can go there and watch it right now and have a good time. Um, but it is it is more serious it's not mm-hmm. a, a comedy and if you're looking for comedy go to monster squad i guess but mm-hmm. um you know which again it, it's not it's not like evil dead 2 or anything which is the shit i was watching this way i was like monster squad's not that impressive because mm-hmm. i was already watching evil dead i didn't need somebody talking yep. it, it felt pandering this film did not feel like it was talking down to me or pandering um it was enjoyable on every level it just uh you know, it, it's a standout from that time period for me. Um, it does make me feel like a kid, which is hard, you know, for a lot of the films to do because I was so serious-minded, so Romero-schooled. Um, so, yeah, um, that's my review. Seven out, uh, 7.5 out of 10 Barbie dolls in the eye. Um, who was next, Rob? Uh, of course I was next. 
Um, uh, <laughs> it, you know, uh, I'm definitely showing bias in here, but uh, I gotta give it ten out of ten thunderbolts. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't give a shit if my bias is showing. Uh, I absolutely. I never uh, give a shit when mine does. Uh, I uh, of course. I know. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I I apologize to the people who who had Thunderbolt as their uh, their review pattern. <laughs> That's but, what I went first because I was afraid somebody would steal my Barbie dolls in the eye, and I would could not forgive. No, but Thunderbolt. Uh, <laughs> um, this film, like, uh, oh my god, I, I I can't thank this film enough for what it did. For my youth, as a uh, what it did for me as a horror fan, um, it is absolutely you know the like you know just the start of my fandom and just it's the it's the film that I I continuously come back to when it's just like you know when I want to remind myself why do I love horror and then you know I watch again and it's like now I remember you know <laughs> it, it incorporates everything I love about horror and like why I love the things I do. You know, just why I love everything but makeup effects, special effects, good storytelling. Everything is incorporated in this one little Canadian, you know, movie that kicked Ishtar's ass all <laughs> weekend. You know, but uh, it's just so much more than that. Um, I meant to say that uh, I got to see this in the theater, and it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. They had they held a, like a 30 anniversary screening of it, and I was just like, nice. "Yeah, I, I'm there for that." And it was just like, "Ah, oh, yeah." And it's just it, it's it still holds up, you know, to this day. And just the, I I cannot just worship this movie enough like yes i truly were i kissed the ground this fucking movie wa- walks on uh <laughs> the gate is just like i mean nightmare on elm street may be my f- all-time favorite horror movie but uh this gets all the kudos in the world i thought it for, was night of living dead no it was it's N- nightmare on elm street night of living dead is pretty up there mm-hmm. I, I would put number two and so remember number- we we kind of went back and forth with night of living dead mm-hmm. uh because uh you're talking no. about the importance of it and, and how much you loved it. So no, I, no, I, oh I, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Night of the Living Dead is up there. Like I, I, I would say it's not. If if I had to right now, top three, Nightmare on Elm Street is number one. Night, Night of the Living Dead is number two, and the Gate is number three. Hmm. And with uh, Evil Dead yeah, being much. Evil Dead being four, and uh, I don't know. I'll get back to you on number five. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't be here talking about horror movies if it wasn't for the gate. I wouldn't love horror movies as much if it wasn't for the gate. Uh, God bless this beautiful movie. 10 out of 10 Thunderbolts. Mwah. <laughs> nice review. Uh, let's hear from Lindsay. Um, I'm going to give this film 7 out of 10 purple hair streaks. Um, yes. <laughs> Um, I absolutely love this film. The special effects hold up. The cast is absolutely amazing. I totally agree with you guys. I think this is a good film for kids and it's a good film if you have a friend who says they don't like horror, like stick this on, like they will love it. It's not gory, not that gory. Um, Yeah, I think it's an easy watch as well. So yeah, I love it. That's a great review. who is next, Erica? I think so. Um, so, 
I was prepared to go into this review giving it only 6 out of 10, but now hearing what everyone else had to say, I'm going to raise that rating because I'm fickle to 7 out of 10 <laughs> exploding zombie workmen. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I... I, I do have a few complaints about the film. I, I think sometimes the pacing's off. It kind of meanders, you know, to getting to the point, uh, you know, and, and getting to the juicy stuff because I, I, I heard that, you know, that the greatest special effect, which was the zombie workmen exploding and all these little demons was shown relentlessly in the trailer. And it takes so long to get to that scene or yeah. even get to the scene of showing the demons. Um, it, it just kind of meanders all over the place, uh, even though there are some really interesting ideas. So that that's why I'm like a little, you know, docking a few points and also docking points for the ending, which I like Rob, I think that's just lazy Hollywood, you know, bullshit writing. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I could totally see, you know, if, if I were with uh, friends and they wanted like a fun pajama party movie that's not too explicit or they wanted to you know, have something that's safe for their kids to watch i would totally recommend this film to them and also um i also want to mention i don't know if anyone has seen the the recent film antrim from yeah. 2019 um it's a fake uh cursed film so there's this wraparound segment that's saying this was a film from the 70s and everyone who watched it had something terrible happen to them. Like every place it was screened, people died. All that's bullshit. It's a really recent film. Like it was not a 1970s film at all, but it has a lot of the same elements as The Gate. There's kids who lost their pet dog and their mom's like a bitch. And she's like, they're like, mommy, where, where's our dog? And she's like, your dog's in hell because she was bad. <laughs> So then the kids are trying to dig a hole into hell to rescue their dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty harsh. So, I mean, it has, like, some of the same elements <laughs> of the gate, but it's more adult and it's darker. <laughs> but I do recommend watching Antrim if you haven't seen it yet. I think it's still free to watch if you're a Prime member. <laughs> so there's that. Um, but, yeah, so 7 out of 10 exploding zombie workmen for the gate. Good review. Uh, Sean. So I'm going to give this 10 out of 10 melting dad faces. <laughs> yeah. Echo. Yeah. I have to, you know, echo you guys Robson. married already. Well, you know what? We're working on it. Okay. I know. <laughs> Good Lord. I want to be made um. of honor so bad. <laughs> uh, it, you know, it, it, it's the perfect gateway film. Um, Super nostalgic. I know, I know. Uh, super nostalgic. Uh, special effects are great. They hold up. Um, there's a couple doozies in there, but, you know, we'll let those slide. Um, you know, this is, I, I forgot to mention, nobody else mentioned it. The scene where, where Terry's mom comes in and he's <laughs> holding her and then realizes he's holding the dog. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many scenes with that dead dog, and I'm waiting for mm -hmm. John Wick to show up and start capping <laughs> some demon asses. Like, yeah, you know, and I think Eric and I agree on this. We have trouble with animal deaths or anything happening to animals, but kill all the fucking humans. We don't care about right. the humans, but don't right. hurt the animals. And they're just mm -hmm. dragging. 
This dead dog. Mm-hmm. I'm like, please stop putting dead dog in my face. It hurts my feelings. <laughs> oh, oh, can, 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 I, can I just uh, point out that uh, the makers of John Wick, the, the directors, um, when they when they put that in there, there was like they, they they literally had reservations about it, like regrets about it afterwards. Like, oh my god, what did we do? We just killed a fucking puppy in, in our movie. Like, what have we done? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean, aside from that, like even all the way down to like the VHS cover art is is just amazing like it's one of those those boxes that you see and you're like i have to rent this because this looks fucking awesome yes yes Yes. and like our friend on twitter also says good rating uh who is next dave okay i'm gonna have to give this nine out of ten chess king outfits because yeah i shot the chess king back in the day (laughs) way to go dave (laughs) but um yeah this movie um I just love uh, the fact that the kids are the main um, focus of it. The adults are just like evil. The adults are just like the negative part. And I love the fact that we talked about like um, when Terry is dancing with his, his dead mother, everything's great. But when it's like, it turns into his dead dog, he becomes horrified. I thought that was amusing. <laughs> right. Like all of a sudden, so my mother's being dead. And I'm dead. Well, that's great. But the, and he even mentions that like the dog died of old age, so it wasn't even like a tragic death. It's just the fact, and I think we can all relate to that. We love these animals so much. So yeah, nine out of ten uh, chess king outfits. Um, I love the special effects. I love most of the special effects. I think we can admit some of them didn't hold up, but most of them are really great. And I'm glad I got to re uh, revisit it uh, through this. Yeah, that's awesome. Um... At this point, we'll go ahead and do plugs, because that takes some time. Uh, Lindsay, do you want to go first and just maybe plug your show or whatever? Uh, yeah, I, I'm on Behind the Screams with uh, my co-hosts Ian and Lucy. Uh, we have new episodes out every Wednesday and Sunday. Um, so that's at Screams Behind on Twitter. Uh, and I'm at Hi, it's Lindsay underscore on all social media. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I follow you on Instagram. I'm like, she likes makeup like me, so I'm always like checking out your makeup looks. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I really need to get back into that. I moved over the festive and started a new job and stuff, so my makeup journey has come to a pause at the moment, but hopefully I can get back into it soon. Yeah, you always do some really cool stuff. Um, You know who's next, Rob? The look on his face is, is priceless. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, of course, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, action drunkies. Of course, my baby. Um, unfortunately, Mac uh was unable to be here for this discussion. He got stuck at work. Uh, shout out to Mac, the All Star. Uh, my brother from another. Um, but uh, we will be getting into season two soon. Uh, I just posted that you can listen to the entire first season uh, as a link. I just posted on Twitter at Action Drunkies. Um, of course, you can find us at uh, Twitter at Action Drunkies, as well as Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube as The Action Drunkies. Also, uh, shout out to um, previous guest, uh, Mike Scott from Action Undisputed, as well as... Um, uh, Thank you. 
Yeah, Nico, Nico, yes. And uh, Miss Nico, too. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, uh, El Jefe de Horror himself. Um, the boss. Yeah. <laughs> another, uh, an, an, another brother from another and shit. I love that guy. Um, there's so, so many people to plug. Uh, my buddy, uh, <laughs> my buddy, Michael. That's Cook. what she said. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, oh. with the singers tonight. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, uh, I, I've definitely been there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, also my buddy Michael Cook from Hit Rewind. Uh, shout out to him for for giving me the opportunity to talk about stuff that's not action and horror related. I always gotta give him praise for that because uh, I've been declared as action horror guy, you know. And uh, he gives me the opportunity to talk about stuff that's not action and horror related. So. Shout out to Mike. Uh, love him. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's it. Uh, uh, my buddy, uh, Mike Scott, Mike Cook, Mac the All-Star, Nico Nice. The uh, people who couldn't be here. God bless you all. Love you. Uh, I'm drunk. I love you. <laughs> awesome. Um, Erica? Uh, you can find me at myhorrificlife.com. Uh, someday I will post there again, and you can find me on Instagram at my horrific life. Um, also, please check out uh, my friend Andrew Devoff's brewery, uh, Three Marm Brewing, at threemarmbrewing.com. That's M-A-R-M. Check out my friend Andre Iskanov's movies, please. Uh, he also has a Patreon account. That's I-S-K-A-N-O-V. <laughs> Type that in Patreon. You'll find his account. I'm holding my finger better, and I can spell his name off the top of my head. Um, and also, as a footnote, uh, footnote, fuck Marjorie Taylor Green. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I think that's all I've got to say. <laughs> yes. Well said. Um, fuck that bitch with a red hot poker. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Dave. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> no, that's Dave. it. Yeah we, yeah, we don't get political on this show, but I think we all know where we lie politically. Yeah, oh, yeah. We yeah. It's, it's, it's no fucking, it's not a surprise. <laughs> we, uh, there, been, there, there are many episodes where we have made it thoroughly known where our... <laughs> Where we lie, uh, opinion-wise. And, uh, and God fuck help that anybody bitch. who ever stole our group chat. Fuck. Fuck that <laughs> bitch. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Especially <laughs> after Election Day. Oh, my gosh. That was, like, <laughs> exploded in memes. Yeah. And zombie midgets, too. But, or little demon midgets. And anti-Trump <laughs> memes. It was hilarious. <laughs> uh, anything that you wanted to, to add, Dave? No, just uh, seek out everyone else on this podcast other than me and listen to whatever they have to say because I love them all and that's it. Oh, we love you. Yeah, I, I got I to say, though, I, I, I recorded a, a podcast with Mike. Uh, it was Film Strip Podcast and me and Mike was on there. And uh, uh, I unfortunately, uh, during the, the initial recording, I forgot to plug this show, but uh, the, the, the host, Jay, uh, was you know he was like oh yeah 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 and he, he he recorded again so I was able to plug us so uh yeah yeah um I definitely got us in there um to to, to plug the house that screams uh that that episode will come out in April though so I don't know why I'm fucking mentioning it now 
<laughs> but uh, let's you know I, I got us out there and shit. And, More uh, on the space time continuum somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we. You will be, you will be getting a, a notification soon that I plugged us on an episode that comes out in fucking April. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, April. I, you know what happens? Uh, I, I get drunk. I, I mean, that's that shouldn't be fucking. I mean, you are the, the that, son of that a game. That shouldn't be a fucking surprise to anybody on this, and I I drink a lot. Um, but uh, like I I I I, I want it to be known as shit I'm that the uh, dope, so. my 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 fucking alcohol binging is uh, like it, you know fucks me up and shit and remembering shit. <laughs> but uh, thank God thank God he caught me and shit. Like oh I forgot to plug it. He was like go ahead I got you. You know what I'm saying that. Uh, you could plug them, you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, thanks, 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 you know what I'm saying? Well, we certainly get... like to be plugged. No, no, oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Hello! Ba-doom. I hear a Seinfeld bass line in That's the That's what mix. I just said. Yeah. Sean <laughs> uh, of the Dead, do you want to plug anything? <laughs> well... <laughs> Um, that sounded so weird. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially, yeah. especially, you're asking him to fucking. Uh, oh, do you want to? While I'm laying everything? in bed. I mean, yeah. if I had, if I'm I not... had a nickel for every time I heard that line. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna say, if if Tim were here, yeah, he would have something really. Uh, have uh, oh, we, we, with that. Tim will be back. Tim will be returning to the show. We would have heard a hundred thousand jokes about his mom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I just, you know, I, um, I just, I, I'm glad that you're all here, and Lindsay, thank you for staying up so late and being yes, a part of this madhouse. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I, I know. Um, I remember. Uh, I recorded an episode of uh, uh, Behind the Screams. We did. Uh, me and Ian did the dodgeball episode. And oh, um, it was it was like like we started at three thirty, we ended at four thirty, and uh, he was like, "Oh, I gotta get going because uh, uh, I gotta edit this episode." And it's like nine thirty out here, and I'm like, "Oh Jesus Christ! Oh my God! Oh, you know, it's like oh, the time zones are crazy. That's why I like when I ask guests, I'm like, what, what time zone are you in? So I know how to schedule this episode. What I do is I just give everybody our time zone and be like, what were you know, like yeah. I, with stuff like today. I'm so sorry, Lizzie, and 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 I'm gonna be sorry to Lucy when she comes on soon, uh, in a couple <laughs> weeks. And um, I always sorry to Ian. He's been on several times, like I don't know four times or so and i'm always just like sorry this is just so we have time and fortunately <laughs> so um but um i'll just go right into my plugs uh i want to plug behind the screens they've always been so kind to us uh and deal yes. with uh you know our crazy shit and i was very very excited to get Lindsay on the show finally um because i was so nervous about asking you we've had ian on so, so many times and um we you know we have a friendship with him we're all like really buddies with him and i was like i really want to get lucy and Lindsay, but i was kind of shy which is really odd for me <laughs> but it was very shy about it he's like just ask him and so i did so i'm really glad that you could be on the show and we really love behind the screams and the kindnesses that you guys show us and we're so ragtag and I was just like feel like so like you guys got your shit together we're just like a fucking mess but for some reason people <laughs> like it because we do, we do really well and I'm like these people must be drunk and high like 
we are, but uh, <laughs> especially me, I'm uh, I'm definitely on the show. Well, like, I mean, I'm after the tr- show is over, I'm gonna go in there and, and take codeine pills, so I'll be fucked up. But I I, I I'm the drunk one, and if Mac was here, he'd be the high one and shit. Uh, and Nico <laughs> smokes too on the show sometimes. Yeah, Mac, Mac smokes all the goddamn time. So. Yeah, Mac does. I, I miss I miss Mac and Nico tonight, but yeah. uh, you can find us. Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Robert. Are you gonna say something? No, no, no. Of course, I I, I was gonna say I miss Mac all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, that's that's the that's that's. You and he and Sean are like in love, and I'm okay with it. I <laughs> know that I'm an ally. <laughs> no, <absolutely>. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like remember, I just di- I discovered the awesomeness of Sean. For I mean, you obviously you discovered it first me. because <laughs> you've known you know Sean, you've known Sean sure. for <laughs> you've known Sean for God knows how long. We were uh, children, and now but, uh, we're married, and we have oh, three children. I, I discovered him first. Thank you. Oh, do the beautiful, oh. Hold on. Through the beautiful chaos that is this show, I discovered the awesomeness that is Sean. And then mm-hmm. by Matt coming on, he discovered it too. So it's like, do you see what I was talking about, bro? And he was like, yes, I see what you was talking about. This motherfucker is awesome and shit. I love him too. I, I'd rather fond of him myself. <laughs> I'm I'm blushing, guys. I'm blushing. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, no. Sean is the greatest motherfucker who ever lived. No. I don't know. He walks in the house. You think a fucking rock star did, or everybody's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, woo! Cats are running up. Like, yeah, he's got to he's got to edit this jambalaya of nonsense. <laughs> he has to be Sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. Bless us. Yeah, guys. it's true. But um, on that note, I guess I'll go ahead and do the mom speech. Um, I I do all the the grunt work uh, other than editing for the show. I do all the scheduling. I do uh, schedule our guests. I reach out to people. I make relationships. And I do all that uh, mostly through our Twitter, which is at house underscore screams that you are talking to me. If you uh, reach out on that. Um, Also, uh, like I always say, my Instagram is uh crazy because i'm too lazy to have separate accounts so if you're into horror i post a lot of horror stuff um i always promo the show i put together like really awesome instagram stories i'm so proud of i always like save them like that was really well done candy great music Mm -hmm. choice but um yeah so horror fashion music uh makeup skincare hair care because i do a lot of like beauty campaigns and stuff so i talk about that stuff and that is katie the final girl um also on slash rap katie the final girl i really just post about the house that screams on there this is my baby this is my brainchild, and you can tell what that says about my brain i think um, <laughs> yeah and uh just um, missing some of our podcast mates, but I'm really, really glad that we we got Lindsay on the show, and we hope to have you back. And hopefully, we didn't scare you away. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> maybe I'm coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, you'll be like, it's it's worth staying up till three o'clock in the morning for this shit. It, it's usually pretty. I was expecting rowdier. We're pretty tame tonight. I'm mm-hmm. I'm rather proud. <laughs> Um, yeah. Well, I'm I'm actually impressed because I I thought this was going to be a quick episode and we've just hit two two hours and yeah. thank you for another two hour episode that I have to edit. <laughs> <laughs> we talk some bullshit before we started the episode as we always yeah. do. Let's kind of trim some. You know, tune like in. Tune in for 
Tune in to next week where we talk about Hell Comes to Frogtown. Actually, that wasn't on my notes. <laughs> no, that's not because that's incorrect. Uh, actually, uh, <laughs> will be, uh, we will be talking next week uh, about a very controversial movie, one that had, Sean and I have had beef over for like ever. 20 years or something? Shit. Almost 20 years. Uh, Dawn of the Dead remake. Um, and that is that is controversial, so tune in oh, for I'm that. In. I'm in. D- I'm pick in. your side, because uh, Mommy and Daddy are going to go to war on this one. <laughs> I, I hope, you, I hope I, you guys are hungry, because I'm bringing the beef. Uh, oh, and I, I hope you're super hungry, because I'm going to fucking cook it. <laughs> I... I <laughs> No, that, that that's a funny one because I I didn't help with that one because uh, I uh, I posted my mother was watching she caught like five minutes of it and uh, she's like what is this bullshit I was like don't understand I like that and she was like yeah 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 and it's good and she was like yeah whatever you say yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mom was like, too my husband like, too for that matter but whatever <laughs> it's gonna be a party. Oh, it's, it's uh, gonna be if, if you thought Nightmare on Elm Street like I got like worked up, you haven't seen anything yet. Oh, yeah. I'll make sure I'll make sure my pillows on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, oh, oh, I found I found a text message between me and my mom. I remember you posted it in the group chat. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I have I have a, I have a fun personal story for that one, but we'll save that one, you know, of course, for the the episode. But so look forward to that, and you already know it's going to be combustible. It's going to be loud. It's going to be obnoxious. Oh, oh, it's especially me considering I'm a Zack Snyder fan. I must so. say, you and Zack Snyder. I'm, no, I'm, I'm with counting you, man. on you, Rob, to be on my side here. Oh yeah, and like, also. I'm going to have to defend myself because you guys know here's my fly boy who's going to be going on this arm. I've got Mr. Theater here, but um, we already know how much I love Dawn of the Dead. We know that. Look, that's my poster right there. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I, I love how Candy had to cup her boob to show Flyboy. My <laughs> boobs are so huge, dude. You know this. You've seen my boobs. Well, not all of them. Well, no, 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 no. Sean, Sean, Sean. I have not seen her boobs. No, <laughs> if, if you recall our creep show episode, you can see everything but my nips. I don't know. My boobs are just like that. Well, I can already, I can already tell you, I can already tell you that right there is going at the beginning of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I've got giant boobs. I mean, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Anyway, I had to rearrange him so you could see his face. I'm I'm surprised uh, Candy's uh, cupping of her boobs didn't go on uh, the America Psycho episode. (laughs) Well, I did that on purpose there. I know you did, did, but it was like, oh, don't worry, she's not cupping her boobs. And like, oh, what? She's cupping her boobs now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you have to just own this shit. And I am 100% that bitch. Or, in the words of Todrick Hall, I'm that bitch, sis. <laughs> get it, sis. Get it. Get it. 
Own it. Own it. A hundred percent. Twenty-four. Fucking seven. Own that shit. All the other one might be like right. breast reductions. I'm just like, this is just how it fucking is for me. Anyway, sorry, Lizzie. Now, now you understand a little bit more. Now you're getting a little like, bit more case. That's how rowdy we usually are. We talk about. She's like right with it. Ian was right. These folks are fucked up. Admit it. We have a couple episodes. Uh, uh, Ian was. Uh, I I don't know if this was. Uh, he was probably. He probably has a strategy, but he's having Sean on at the same time for a couple episodes. Probably to shut me the fuck up because he had me on Sean of the Dead, and he cut out about two hours because we kept talking. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you think that I can shut you the fuck up. Like, <laughs> think that somebody can shut me up, but I'm like, there's no one besides my mother. Sean, 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 why do you think it, it has taken me so long to edit our episode of Action Drunkies? <laughs> I, see, I told you, I see when I bring it up, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm like, you're lying oh to God. me. I know I'm hard to edit. Nobody wants to edit me. He doesn't want to edit me. It is an absolute, absolute, uh, you know, you have to take 100% care. You have to take real care to edit candy. You know what I'm saying? And that's why we love. It's because I'm so um, dynamic and I'm so, I have a lot to say. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. 100%. You are the best, sis. I love you. The queen. Love you. And on that note, we will adjourn for the night. Lindsay probably needs to get some sleep, I'm sure. Thank you for staying up so late. Thank you again. And I will send you a season four. Like I said, we are scheduled till almost the end of the year. I will send you a list, and it is some really amazing stuff. So if any time that you want to come back, you can pick as many as you want. Because I haven't okay. scheduled any guests yet. So I'll send that to you through your email. Awesome. Um, and thank you, everybody. I love you. Always be glad to see you. I was not in a good mood when we started this. I will tell you that I didn't. I almost bowed out tonight, and I'm glad that I didn't. Thank you, yeah. guys. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Love you. Love you. So much. I love you. Yeah. Everybody have a Take good care. night. Take care. I need the laughter. God damn. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck.